It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Progressive Britain podcast. My name is Frankie Grant and I'm going to be your host for today, joined by guests Mary Wimbry and Sharma Tatler. Mary and Sharma are both standing to be on the Conference Arrangement Committee this year and these elections are open on the 5th of July to the 27th of August. Every single member of the Labour Party should receive a ballot for these elections um, on the 5th of July via email, so do please have a look out for them. I'm going to have a quick chat with them both today, just so we get to know these candidates a bit better, why they're signing for the role, and explain a bit more about what the Conference Arrangement Committee itself is, does, and why it's particularly important this year. Hi Mary and Sharma, thank you for joining today. I'm going to start by asking you both to introduce yourself and why you're standing. So Sharma, let's start with you first. Hi, so I'm Sharma Tatler. I am a councillor and in the London Borough of Brent. I'm a CLP member of Brent North constituency. Um, I'm the cabinet member for regeneration property and planning at Brent. I'm also a former history teacher. I stopped teaching to do the cabinet role uh, full time. I'm also a very proud single mum. Um, and I've, you know, really thoroughly enjoy working in local government. It's one of the things I'm really passionate about. Um, and I really think Labour do find some fantastic work. At local level. And Mary? I'm Mary Um I'm in North Wales um, and I've been a member of the Labour Party since I was a teenager which sadly is a lot longer ago than I'd like to think it is um, and I suppose you know I joined because I saw what Margaret Thatcher was doing to this country, doing to people I knew and wanted a better world. And I think under Boris Johnson, that motivation continues. Um, I've been, I've held various posts within the Labour Party and I've also been a um, parliamentary candidate. And after the general election in 2019, when I stood in Wrexham, I was asked to be part of the Labour Together Commission, looking at what, what had happened and how we put together a path to victory in a general election and I'm standing because I I know conference is an important part and an important platform of how we get to that general election victory and I want to make sure we put ourselves in the best place possible to win next time. So Sharma, um, first things first, so for people that don't really know um, what this is all about, can you just tell us a bit more about what the conference arrangement committee is um, and why you think this year is particularly important for the election? 
Well, I think it's very, it's almost like what it says on the tin. It is arranging the conference and making sure that we have motions that come to the floor that are, uh, the get delegates can vote on. It's about making sure that we understand the impact of those motions that come to the floor. It's also making sure that people's voices and delegates' voices are heard um, effectively across conference. Um, it's really, really important. I think the impact of conference this year will be bigger than ever in terms of how we communicate to our voters about what is it the party stands for and what the party wants to do if, if and when we go back into government. Um, conference can be a real platform to making sure that we start that policy work, really important, but that clear communication with our voters about what policies we want to see forward and how we want to improve their lives. And how do you think we can use conference to really start to build consensus in our party and move forward um, from the past sort of five, six years? Well, I think it's kind of tying our values into what we want the future of Britain to be. So it's understanding not how we want would have wanted the UK politics to have been 20, 30 years ago, but how we want a Labour Party to deal with the issues of the 21st century. So things like employment and recovery from COVID, things like how we are on the international stage, also huge, huge issues like climate emergency, as well as domestic issues in terms of housing, uh, economy, education, and so on. It's how we deal with the 21st century. And I think it's really, really important that conference this year makes a real clear stand about what we want for the future of the party and what, how are you going to proceed, proceed forward? Um, and Mary, you've been to conference a few times. Um, what, what's your sort of experience of that been? So for people listening who have never been before, what should they expect? I mean, I think it depends partly what what role you go in. So I suppose the first time the first time I was a delegate, I was lucky in the sense that I'd been as a visitor for the odd day, and I'd also been involved in organising fringe meetings as well. So if you're a delegate um, and you're on conference floor, there's obviously you know those big debates that really are the kind of broadcast showcase to the nation. But there's a lot that goes on outside that as well in terms of really interesting fringe meetings, rallies, events, or just an opportunity to kind of meet and share time with people um, who share your who share our values but also have some of those debates listen to and question front bench spokespeople and get a real feel for and a, a potentially an opportunity to influence influence policy going forward to it as well the first time I was a delegate was in um, 1996 and I have to say it was an absolutely amazing atmosphere um, we were obviously you know we knew the general election was coming we knew we were in with a chance but actually everyone was still kind of very much on tenterhooks and it really didn't feel like you know we were we were going to go and you know it was we were going to win as big as we did or even you know certainty that we were going to win but it was an incredible atmosphere of preparation and I'd, I'd love to see us at that point again absolutely um, and uh, Sharma, for those who haven't been before as well um, and who may be nervous about getting up on stage and speaking to the, the whole of conference floor, um, what do you think we can do as a party to make that sort of less terrifying or more accessible for a range of different people to come to conference and be comfortable um, to speak? Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen the clips, you know, when people go up on stage and I always think, wow, that is you know, extraordinarily intimidating to go up on stage with such a huge, in, in, and you think about the history of people who have stood on that stage and what that can actually mean and what that can go for. I think we're in a really, really unique position in terms of, you know, learning the lessons of, of, of the last 18 months about how you can use technology better to, to give accessibility, about including, being much more inclusive. 
I think it's a real chance for conferences here to use different ways to get people to and members to get involved. Um, and I think it's a, it's a real way of not just having to stand on stage, but actually being heard physically, but also using technology to, to, to communicate. You don't have to speak, but maybe we could use technology to kind of have conversations and chats and so on. I think it's, it's a real opportunity for us to kind of move into the 21st century in terms of use of technology in the party. I think that's something that we should really be working towards. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd love to see it as more of a conversation between um, the whole of the party, not just those particularly in the room, because I think, yeah, there's a lot of people who can't necessarily make it down to Brighton from wherever they are across the UK um, or uh, have accessibility means, which means they can't make it. So, yeah, that's definitely it would be a great thing to, to change this year, I think. Um, and sort of moving on from that, um, Mary, what do you think? the Labour Party can do to encourage more women to stand um, for positions like being a delegate to conference, but also um, on the CAC? Um, and why is it important, do you think, that we have greater representation in these committees that people might not necessarily think are the most important things in the Labour Party at the moment? Um, I think it's always important to have diverse representation. There's, you know, there's two reasons for that. It's about having role models so other people can look and see someone like them doing it and think, well, you know, I could do that as well. But I think it's also, we know we've seen how Parliament's changed by the increase in representation of women and issues that were previously ignored being taken on board far more. And so it is about that kind of policy agenda as well. And I think, you know, it's it's the party can do stuff in terms of training, quotas, encouragement, but actually it's up to all of us as well. We all need to be saying to, you know, good people um, who would increase representation, why don't you stand? Why don't you stand for this? And it's all, you know, people might not think, you know, obscure committees are, are the most important thing to do, but actually it's all an opportunity to gain experience as well. Um, and, you know, we just need that diverse representation across the piece. Absolutely. And do you think it would sort of change the nature of the debate on the conference floor if we did have um, more diverse delegates? I know a lot of the conference delegates elections are happening now in CLPs and, um, yeah, I, I, do you think it would sort of change the environment if people were a more diverse range of people were encouraged to stand? I'd, I'd hope so. And I think, you know, I think on one level, you know, conference is very much a showcase and it's kind of sometimes pits people against each other or issues against each other in votes. But actually, what we also need to learn is we're all in the same party. We all need to behave reasonably to each other. And we need to have that attitude of kind of compromise and consensus that is the way to get to where we need to be. Um, and Sharma, conference to me is sort of a public showcase, uh, an opportunity to for the Labour Party to, to show the media and the rest of the country um, what we stand for and why they should vote for us in the next general election or, or, or the next elections that are coming up. What message do you sort of want to give to the public this year and how will you use your position on the CAC to reflect that? I think, I think, I think it's twofold in that answer. I think we want conference to show that we're learning the lessons of the previous election losses. I think it's really important that we acknowledge that and that we acknowledge why we lost. Um, and it's not just simply one issue or another. It's, it's been a steady decline since 2005. We've not even won since. So we've got to really look at and acknowledge to, to our voters why, we, why we've why we lost. But also, I think, create a platform and, and, and a vision and a, and a foundation of why they, they can rebuild their trust in us. I think it's an element of we, we need to build, rebuild, build, build trust for voters. And conference is a great way of showing that, showing that we are professional, that we are looking to win, 
that we want, we're going to work for those votes again. We, we can't take anything for granted. I think that's one thing that we have to learn is that confidence should be showing to voters that we're not taking their votes for granted, that we're willing to work and we're willing to listen and we're willing to learn from our previous experiences, but setting out also a vision of why we why they should vote for us again. And I think there are two areas, learning from the past and setting out a really clear vision. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I think we've also got, you know, conferences are kind of coming together of the party democratically, but we've also got to think about how it looks to the nation when we're doing it as well, haven't we? And I've already had someone contact me and say, you know, if you get elected, would you ban the waving of flags on conference floor, for example? And I'd be really interested to hear people's views on that, actually, because I think we do need to think about, you know, how we express our democracy, but also how we present ourselves to the country. Do you think do you think that's that's a big issue this year? Um, do you have a strong opinion on that, or you listen to what people <laughs> people's views on that? I I always think it's much it's much better if people take the decisions themselves to do the things that are that are right and reflect the part reflect the party well. But if we're in a position where that's not happening, then yeah, we you know we may have to think about. I mean, you know, we think. For example, at conference, you have to get permission to distribute literature, don't you, on chairs and that kind of thing, because we don't want stuff that, you know, um, contravenes the party's values or presents us in the wrong way. So I think it's it's all up. It's all up for debate. But ultimately, it's also about people taking personal responsibility. And Mary, following on from that conversation about putting a message out towards the next election, do you want to speak a bit more about your role in um, Labour Together's general election review and how you've sort of learnt lessons from that and how you'll bring that into the role of the CAC? Sure. So, I mean, I think what Labour Together aims to do is to bring together people from across the party. And it is exactly that. Find, find, Let's find the things we can agree on. And, you know, we all agreed that we wanted, you know, the general election result had been terrible. We wanted a Labour government. Let's look at. So we looked in quite in depth at some of the sort of data around that. Also, um, stuff like campaign technology, how the Tories have used that better than us. Whole range of things. Um, and I suppose, you know, in terms of conference the thing that sticks out is how some of those debates we had and I was at conference in 2019 some of those debates we had even on areas that weren't where you know what was discussed wasn't in the manifesto that we were fighting on the general election it's cut through and it was getting thrown back at people on the doorstep and you know I had experience of that but other people did on other issues in other areas as well and so you know I think one of the things it really brought home to me is you know you can think you know I think sometimes people think having a sort of debate on a principle at conference is just a bit of fun but actually it has real electoral consequences and I think we've got to be really focused about what we want to achieve and when I you know again when I think back to that conference in 96 you know we had our policy areas that we were focused on and we had really detailed policy behind those worked out and I don't think that's a position we've been in in the last few general elections um where it wasn't just we had a headline we knew how you know we've got to know how we're going to implement it and now the detailed work on that isn't for isn't for conferences for the national policy forum for the shadow cabinet etc but actually having those debates and throwing up those questions um, is an important role that conference can play yeah I, I totally agree i think the elect i think we've got to be really mindful about the electoral impact of conference i don't think i, I think last year's conference i don't think we and I think we had fairly underestimated the impact it had on the doorstep. And, you know, in, in being a councillor in North West London, some of the things that came at conference 
were talked about by residents and my voters who had nothing to do with the party, but they'd heard bits and pieces from conference and they felt the party wasn't speaking to them anymore. So I think there's a real, real importance and responsibility for those of us, if we're lucky enough to be elected, that we have to be mindful of what's going to come on the conference floor because it will have an impact. Eyes are going to be on us even more so than ever before. So we've got to be mindful of that. And the conference arrangement committee as well um, has impact on not just the debates that is going to be debated on conference floor, but also things like the the shadow cabinet speeches and and everything that's going to happen um, in terms of allocating time towards different things. Um, and do you think that's important as well? Do you think that the um, the electorate would like to see us speaking to a range of um, different people and, and asking a range of different speakers to come and and join us on conference? I think that's absolutely important. And, you know, particularly coming from Wales, I'm really keen that we showcase where we are in power, not just in Wales, but in local government, people like Sharma, but also Metro mayors as well. And we can talk about what we're achieving for people when we do have power and setting those examples out for the British people so they can see the sort of things we'd want to do in government. But equally, I also think it's important, you know, we've got a lot of seats to win if we are to form a government that um, we're not currently in power, we don't currently have MPs and there are issues in kind of rural and coastal areas in our smaller towns that we need to make sure are featured in the policy making process as well and aren't forgotten because we, we don't have those representatives. I think it's also worth remembering as well that there is a lot of talent and, and good voice in, within the party in terms of the shadow cabinet and like Mary said in, in metro mayors and local government and I think is making sure that those voices are heard because it, it, it then represents who the, we are as a party. We're a collective organisation. We're not just one person or one idea. It's a collective, essentially broad church, quote unquote. So we, you know, that's what we need to be showing, that we are a collective organisation with a collective voice and we want to hear different ideas to show, show, so we can represent the communities that we're seeking to, rep- to, to serve. As we sort of wrap this up, do you both have a sort of key pledge that you want to to tell our listeners why they should vote for you on the CAC um, and what what difference you'll make on that committee? Mary, you reject up. I, I suppose what I'd say is I'll listen, um, I'll try and be consensual, and I'll make decisions that I think are in the best interest of the party and the people it seeks to represent. Um, yes, yeah, so similarly, I think be fearless and uh, be fair and consistent uh, with a focus of how anything that we do is about how we are perceived and uh, looked upon in terms of the electorate, um, but also making sure that the processes that the party has to go through in terms of the conference um, represent what we want to see in terms of how Labour, Labour can win. Fantastic. Well, I'll de- I definitely know who I'll be voting for when our ballots drop. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking your time out to speak to me today. Um, and I uh, hope everyone votes for Mary and Sharma when the time comes. Thank you. Thank you, Frankie. I hope you've enjoyed getting to know Mary and Sharma a bit better today and are excited to cast your ballots for them. And just a reminder that ballots drop on the 5th of July until the 27th of August so please don't forget to vote as we've just heard it's a really important election this year and we really love to see Mary and Sharma in those positions. Until next time!
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.